consulting group that helps us discuss, plan, build generational wealth. So I like uh, to tell you a little bit about what I know about our guest. Um, she has done extremely thorough studies on wealth building, a new way of creating and maintaining wealth for you and your family, for leaving generational wealth to your children, for taking care of your parents, making sure your children can go to college. I'll let her tell you, but it is incredible. So great that the people were asking, who is this? Can you bring her back? So Bianca Gregory, I'd like to bring you to the forefront and let you tell us who you are. Whew. Well, hello everyone, good evening. Uh, on my last visit, we had a bit of te technical difficulties, but I'm back, so hopefully have a better time this time. But I am the co-founder of Infinite Legacy Financial Consulting, and our company basically helps people evaluate and improve their current financial situations and plan for their future. Um, this involves all facets of finances, not just investments, not just savings, but how we can use those things to create wealth, not just for us, but for our families as well. Now, the thing I'm interested in, and I, I'm sure our our guests or our um, audience is interested in as well. First of all, let me just say how beautiful you are. And I love when I see beauty and intelligence exude from a human being, but especially a beautiful woman. And the in, the, uh, the 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 research that you've done with this uh, particular brand you've created, Infinite Legacy. I've never seen anything like it to the degree that you have done it. So um, I just want to ask you about your own personal experience okay. with building the Infinite Legacy. Well, first my legacy starts because I am a mom, I am a wife, and I, am a, I have seven children. So anybody who has more than one child knows some things can get a little difficult from time to time. So in my research, I was asking the question, how do I prepare for their future? How do I help them? And so in researching all of that and finding out more information, I come to find out that there is wealth for and in our children. That was step one. And as I started asking more questions, I found out there was wealth and more for family members. And then as I did more research, I wanted to know why some of us have generational wealth and, and, and do it easy and why others have a hard time or it's been made difficult. I have found some uncomfortable truths and I made it my point and my goal to dispel the myths and map out a plan. Let's, let's see how it's supposed to be done. So even with my own family, we have to design, we have to customize, we have to go through, we have to examine, we have to know our numbers, all of these things I have to practically apply. So if I can do it with everything that I have going on, I said, don't keep this to yourself. Make sure you share with as many people as possible. Awesome. Now, you know, it's interesting that you, first of all, that you have able to, you and your husband are able to manage a household with seven children. And I'm sure you've gone through a process. I'm sure the things that you were doing at the first child are probably not the things that you're doing now with seven. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but ultimately, I want to ask the question, how important is it to eliminate destructive expenses, mm -hmm. things that pull from the household? Um, manage all the consumption and, and you know I know you have to buy a lot of groceries and yeah. things like that yeah. and increase productive expenses while building this legacy this infinite legacy you, you speak of how do so, you do that when it comes to my family we, how we shop how we grocery shop is a big deal we coupon as much as we possibly can. All those little clipping coupons and things that people think don't matter actually do come in handy. Sometimes it's better to buy in bulk depending on what the item is. So a lot of those details are what I do as mom in the house. So all of the listing and all of the priority 
that is given to money has often uh, designated what goes where when. If parents have to come last because kids have to come first, there are orchestra instruments, there are payments for this, there are all of these things. So organization is the first uh, challenge that I had to overcome. Absolutely. Let me find out exactly what's going on because I know I'm looking at more tentacles than the average person. So I have to keep up with me, my husband, and all of them. And so it creates its own picture when you realize what you're dealing with and how you have to sort through those things. It makes you chart. It makes you list. It makes you question how much this cost. How much did we spend on this? Or we went on vacation to uh, Universal Studios in Clearwater, Florida about two years ago now. And just the expenses of that alone by the number, it made us find the deals, find the discounts, find the this, find the that, because we still should be able to travel. We just got to change the way we do it. And vacation and with yes. all of your children. With everyone. <laughs> yes. It's a task. I, I get it. Uh, I, 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 can, I can understand. Now, you mentioned um, some things that uh, are on the minds of probably most of our audience who heard you before. Um, you said something about a peace of mind account, wealth creation account and living wealthy account. Now, how can you explain like the ideal setup for doing something that when you're trying to create an infinite legacy, how do you set those accounts up? This sounds like money that you put aside so that you can grow into it. Was, am I correct? Okay. Hold on. First, let's, 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 let's get our mindset in order because we have Mm -hmm. to change the way that we think about money. So the overall goal that we have is to eliminate destructive spending, mm-hmm. um, manage consumptive uh, expenses, and right. increase productive expenses. Those are a couple different things. We can get into it as we go along. If we understand that destructive expenses create poverty and debt, if we can understand that protective expenses do what they say and protect us, and then if we realize that productive expenses are expenses that increase our wealth, then that gives us proper placement to what we're spending where. Wow. You, if you we sound can, like you, um, you know, and, and I know you've, this is well thought out and you've done your research. People ultimately don't kind of think that way. And you're right. We do have mm-hmm. to change our mindsets. And I mm-hmm. remember you speaking about changing the mindset, you and the other um, guest speaker, Dr. Um, Brother Minister, Zumbi Chawala, mm-hmm. uh, we're both mentioning how we all need to change our mindset um, just as a culture so that we can create the wealth. And you provide the solution for how to create the wealth. And one of the things that you've just mentioned is setting up accounts, mm-hmm. one to protect you, one for generate wealth generation, and one for um, to manage You know all of these expenses. We have a tendency um, just as Americans, <laughs> to overindulge in spending. Mm-hmm. We, we overspend. We use credit incorrectly. And I know you know you're going to touch on that. And we put ourselves in a deficit just coming out going or going mm-hmm. into life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way things are set up, um, it's, it seems like we're destined for destruction. And you're offering a solution about, look, I know the way you see things out there. It looks like that. But think about this. Why are you in so much debt? It's a trap. Get out of it. You know, you mentioned that the last time. So um, go ahead, expand on that. Okay. So first I want to put the notion, we're going to have to do some transforming of the mind. We're going to have to do some unknowing the things that we've been taught. Let's change our mind about money first. Money versus time. That's always the method. I want more of my time back and to be able to keep more of my money. So the way we have to think about that is we want to reclaim our time because our time is more valuable than money. And what do we do with the money? We make the money work for us instead of doing the work. This is the first step to wealth building. You have to understand money differently. You're not working to pay bills. That is not what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And for the crowd that we're probably talking about right now, we have, you know, been bred into the tradition and go to go to college buy a house, you know, have all this debt accruing on you and hopefully you can pay it off and send your kids to college. That's antithetical to what we're supposed to be doing. 
right. especially when we do that separately um, from other family. A lot of the wealth that is earned or owned in this country is family wealth. So that's the second step. Once we get our understanding about we making money working work for us, now we have to incorporate our family. This is how wealth is built. Right. So when I talk about the account setups, this makes you think bigger than your current situation. It makes you think bigger than just your present situation. It makes you contemplate what's been going on in the past that's affecting your finances, what's going on currently that's affecting your finances, and what you would like for your finances to do in the future. So these accounts set those time periods up. Your peace of mind account is your emergency account. That's if something happens, you have something. We've all been through COVID. We've all seen what that can do. We've all had unreliable situations. A car breaks down or something like that. For some of us, that can be a financially devastating event. So we always would like to have a peace of mind account where we know if anything happens, we can go to our cookie jar and we can make it a, a, a better solution. The second account we talk about is your wealth creation account. In this account, it houses how much you, your income right now, how much you're bringing in or your family, a married couple is bringing in. It is um, your wealth creation fund at the same time. And it's another place for you, like I was saying on the last episode, to make your debt more efficient. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can uh, restructure how you're attacking your debt in a way that pays it off faster and eliminates interest charges that drag payments out for long periods of time. So when mm -hmm. we're paying on $500 for something for however many years, that's a drain to our cash flow. If we could eliminate that debt, we can see that we could free up more money. So th these accounts allow you to separate those things so you can see exactly what's going on. You have your safety box and anything that I wanna work on right now, now I'm weaponizing my money to work on my behalf against debt or interest or anything else that may be draining you or driving you towards more poverty or more debt. So your, your wealth um, creation account is different from your living wealthy account? Yes. Okay. Yes. Could you explain? So, this is another form of discipline and control. Oftentimes, when we spend a lot of money and we finally want to do something for ourselves, it becomes a rash thing. I want this. I paid this. I spent all of this money. I can never get anything for myself. And sometimes we jump and make rash decisions or buy things out of impulse or retail therapy or whatever it may be called. That is not the way that that's supposed to happen. You are supposed to be rewarded for your work. So your living uh, wealthy account allows you a certain percentage based on how your numbers look, that you can enjoy guilt-free because it's already been accounted for. It's unrealistic to try to just pay bills and not spend any money, but it does Thank help you. with the discipline and the rewarding of yourself, knowing that you've taken care of your responsibilities and I still have something over here for me on the side. Love it. I mean, that is incredible. Um, you know, the, the fact that you mentioned that people... Um, feel guilty for spending money and, and it's usually because they don't really have it to spend because they mm -hmm. didn't put it aside to spend. And when they spend it, they're touching something else. So yeah. to have a fund, yes, this is sort of like what we have, you know, we, we put money in there and that's just for, okay, I want to get my hair cut. I want to get some clothes. I want to buy some shoes. We just want to eat out or whatever. That's a, that's a whole nother. And, there's, just, there, and then there the are whole family ways. has it. There are other ways that that can be done mm -hmm. as well. It's, it's not about living below. It's about living abundantly. So if you mm -hmm. if you hear the example that you just gave, what I said was the living wealthy account is a reward. I said the wealth creation account is supposed to make your loans more efficient. So as your loans get more efficient, what happens to your living wealthy? Hmm. You, That's so why we want to eliminate that. You, yeah, once you got the stuff taken care of and the debt paid down, then you can take that money that you have extra now 
and put it in your oh my goodness yeah that's, or do, or do something else with it or or, right. or continue to pay debts down just because one thing is eliminated doesn't mean all things are eliminated but what right. happens is as we're paying I meant to bring the monopoly money up here as we're paying <laughs> things out right it's draining mm -hmm. our cash flow when you go to work every month and you make five thousand dollars a month and you spend forty five hundred dollars a month paying everybody else and you only have five hundred dollars a month to eat get to work gas lunch if you don't pack it and that's all you have left that's slavery that's not how we're supposed to be living so that's what it is that's what it is so, so the goal is to reclaim your cash flow come on good god i mean it's a very simple thing to think about when you think about it but most people just don't think about it they just fall into mm -hmm. you know college right out of high school fall right into marriage, fall right into having children, and they didn't think about the future, so they didn't plan for it. And then we're they're not, just surviving. They're we're not, not educated. We're not educated to have a plan of wealth creation upon graduating from high school. We are not educated in that. If our family is not knowledgeable, if we do not have uh, uh, other mentors that could show us better ways, if we do not have programs like Infinite Legacy Financial Consulting to break these things down, we do not, we are not prepared for adulthood. So these are the, the, the issues that are sending the kids back home now where they need a little bit more time because they weren't mm -hmm. properly prepped before they were sent out the door. So right. going to college is not the time for your child to leave the house. Wow. If this is about wealth creation, they need to have it too. Otherwise, if they come back, it's going to drain your wealth. Yeah. And, and that doesn't and I know, I know this is aside from the subject, but mm -hmm. what, what is interesting to me, now that you mentioned having to come back home, is the, and draining the parents' resources and these are all these are all choices poor choices i would say because you have a choice to say no child i've given you the best i can it's been 18 years you got to get out of the nest you know mm -hmm. however if if you the 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 word of god says if you train up a child in the way they should go they should not will not depart from it so you haven't trained them in the way they should go is what you're right. saying exactly exactly and that's a that's a what do you call it uh indoctrinated yes. thought that the children should leave at 18. Yeah. That we, we don't have to adhere to that at all. We can change that right now from this generation right now. And if you do, if you do have expectations of your child, then the expectation that the child should have of the parent is that you prepare me for me to go. Ooh, so true. If oh I'm not goodness. prepared. I'm going to come back to you and say, what happened? Because I didn't know anything about this. I was not prepared for this. There you go. And relying on the school system to teach them. It's only now in certain areas becoming mandatory for kids to um, graduate from high school, having passed some type of economics class or some type of financial literacy class. That's only now. And my son is, is not even 16. So my oldest son. So if 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 that's the case, we're going to have to start doing that from this generation so our kids can teach their kids. And we have to break this cycle of following what hasn't worked for us. Well, can we just stop right now and okay. give thanks to God for you and thanks to God for you that you have done the research to show us finally how this can possibly be done after all of these many many years and just thank you for the work that you do thank you for infinite legacy for offering us options and and you know and being here to teach us how we can do this yes, you know you have um whew, it's this is a lot this is this is this is this is critical and mm -hmm. the fact that the children are leaving home unprepared the parents are unprepared going into marriages and homes and spending all this money on these weddings, mm -hmm. exorbitant weddings, $50,000 weddings, and can't, and can't, and they have never been to any kind of uh, finance counseling or, or put even check their own credit 
records with mm -hmm. among each other mm -hmm. or talked about whether they want to have children and how many children they don't even have these conversations. So what do you, why are we getting married? I don't get that one, but again, Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to answer it. You can go ahead. Further, the further the indoctrination goes and the less education, the more room is left for us to just figure it out. So if the key of we're watching TV and we're figuring it out and say, oh, I want that because I don't I don't know any better or, oh, my family did that. So I'm not going to do that and go the extreme opposite way. There is still no standard basis for how the overall picture is supposed to look. The same instruction that we have, graduate, go to college, get a job, buy a house, have kids, have, you know retire is the same way and list that we're supposed to have for our financial operations post 18. Yes. And we haven't, we haven't done it. So I did it because it hasn't been done. Well, thank so. you. Again, thank you. <laughs> it and was it's a shame that it, it hasn't bothering. been done. You know, like, we've been here all these years. I'm sorry. Even when you even when you do become employed, that indoctrination continues. Continues. Yes. They tell you where to put your money. They tell you they're going to match your money. You don't even know what your money is invested in. Hmm. So if that goes bad, what happens to your money? These are things that people have to find out through, through some of the more recent financial crises. People have realized how far down their 401k has gone or what has happened to the money that they thought they were going to have at retirement. People are mm -hmm. suffering because yes. they did what they told them to do. They didn't know any better. Right. And so we've wasted generations, even in this lifetime, generations of wealth potential, but we're giving all of our work life to a company that does not have our best interests at heart. Ooh. And I don't want to burst your bubble, but if you were hesitant about, if you're hesitant about some of the things that we're discussing as far as wealth creation, let me let you know that those same companies that are supposed to be matching you for your retirement have policies out on you in case anything was to happen. So their wealth will continue whether you're alive or not. Do you know, um, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me tell you what happened uh, a couple of years ago. I think I was, it was on 60 Minutes. I was watching an episode where um, a gentleman had died on the job or at the job mm -hmm. while he was at the job he had a life insurance policy and years later his son or something like that discovered that the company had an insurance policy on him so when he died they collected mm -hmm. now that that should be shocking to people but, it's not. but just so you know it happens all the time and there is a way you can go online and check to see if someone has an insurance policy on you so that you can you know mm -hmm to them get your instant well but it's it is true that this happens on a regular now um your your um company has a, a debt tool yes. called diced what is diced okay stand for diced d-i-c-e-d diced is an acronym for how you are supposed to identify your numbers. So diced, D-I-C-E-D. -E the first D in diced, you wanna know your debt. That's what that D stands for. Know your debt, how much your total debt is. I stands for income. That's all the money that you're bringing in, all the money that you have saved up that's not growing. Um, C is for cash flow. And that's the money that you have left over after all of your expenses. E is your expenses. How much money do you have coming out? And D stands for debt tool. This is the thing that you will use to efficient, uh, make your loans more efficient or eliminate your debt, period. Wow. So, so when a person understands their cash flow and they start to remove all of the little pebbles in the way that are keeping their cash flow from flowing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is, this is a tool that they can remember. Do I have, have I addressed this? Like, so if a husband and wife talk about expenses. They know they got this, they got to go, they got to get diced up. <laughs> 
at the table, up. pull your stuff out, see what you got before you even get Chop married. It Chop it down. Yeah. Break it down. Break it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. Because when my husband and I got married, um, the, one of the first things he asked me was my for my credit report. And I said, you're not getting that. <laughs> I was ignorant at the time. Um, Believe it or I not, did. most people don't Eventually. know. A lot of people yeah. don't know. Yeah. But it's 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 an, let me ask you some of the books that you have uh, read or the people that you acknowledge for the information that you've learned and captured mm-hmm. and turned into a business. So many. Let's start with Nelson Nash. That's one. Infinite banking, infinity banking concept. Nelson Nash. Uh, the second, the two other books I showed you guys last week. That was um, what was the Rockefellers do. Um, right. I forgot who the author of that was. And the other book was The Laser Fund by Doug Andrews. And that discusses how to best position and design your life insurance policy to work most efficiently for you. So um, those three books are the main ones that I've read. But I have gotten my financial literacy education from my insurance company. So they have broken some things down. But even what they said was still missing some pieces. And so I had to take all of those things that I read and I've read more. I have articles, I have other things, um, but I had to take the, the best of those informations and kind of piece them together to make the yeah. best plan. Everything is stuck in a tradition. So if you if you have to break the mold, you have to do some things differently. And um, based on all the information that I got, this was the best way to do it, where you can still function, you can still live, and you can still have something for the future. Okay, awesome. Um- so, okay, one of the things I wanted to get to uh, talking about credit scores, but before I do that, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to ask you, what, what, are, what are some of the uh, basic things? If so, say, for instance, because we, we're all in relationships, and on the show we talk about uh, the mind, body, and the spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and, and the mind and the body... And the spirit all exists here. And so we have to feed the body. We have to feed the mind. So when things like money become a stressor, mm. it affects and impacts all relationships, how you treat your children, how you treat your spouse, how you feel about going into work, whether you got road rage in the mm-hmm. morning when you're trying to get there on time just so you can be miserable all day. It's, it's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we're talking about... Um, relationship and how money affects relationships when you're when you're when you're discussing um with your mate or spouse or significant other for the first time you 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 finally get to this place where you're going to take them mm-hmm. where okay we're sitting side by side you know, you're beautiful i love you you know but your credit is jacked up sweetie jacked you gotta up. fix it yeah so 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 the conversations that have to happen are what's concerning me because I know the traditions and the mindset is already like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, and I was there. I'm not, I'm not showing you my credit report. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I got educated. He said, well, you know, there's nothing we can do. If, if I can't trust you with the most important thing besides you, which mm-hmm. is the tools that we need to go to places and do the things that we want to do. If we're not going to be on the same page here, then why are we even taking the time to be together? What are we right. doing here? Right. So what is the goal? Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> Again, the indoctrination is, is, is speaking a major way because of what is more popular nowadays, especially for, for, for the younger people. But even mm-hmm. that can be used as an incentive. If you, if you meet a person and y'all like to travel, or something, or, or or y'all don't y'all don't want to follow the traditional lifestyle, and you want to go all over the world and raise your kids in different countries and all that kind of stuff. That's a great thing, and there can be a plan for that. We are not at enmity with one another if we decide to be together at the same time. So a choice has to be made. It's a hypocritical thought that you could be in a relationship with someone and keep something from them if we're supposed to be totally open. So that's another mindset change. 
uh, right. the real housewives concept that, oh, he can just pay whatever and I can just do whatever or she can just pay whatever and I can do whatever and everybody's supposed to be happy about it. It's a dream. It's unrealistic. Yeah. That's why it's a TV show. Nobody lives like yeah. that for real. It's unreal. So, it's not realistic whatsoever. Come, no house. First of all, no woman would act like that. No wife would definitely act like that. It's just girls, girl actors or something. But it's, but it's, but it's making an impact and but an impression yeah, exactly. on the value of money and relationships. So it has had a negative effect effect like post my age it has had a negative effect we can see it um and so what i would suggest to anybody is find your mutual your mutual financial goals because that would that would definitely sway which type of decisions that you made with money so i would sit down and say what are your plans for your future not how much money are you going to make and what what are you going to do for me and what happens if this goes wrong not that type of thing what is it skip that you want to do with your money right what do you want to do with your money for everything that you're working for what are you interested in doing with it what would you like to see that's a whole different question conversation yeah that's not what will you do for me or what do you expect me to do for you what are you yeah. interested in yes because you might find out oh <laughs> He's this person is super simple. It's not going to cost them much at all. Or, mm -hmm. oh, we're going to have to make some different decisions because they have some different expectations. I might have to rise to the occasion to accommodate that. Or that's something I can't I know I can't handle. If we did that in a more comfortable way and, mm -hmm. and conversational way, instead of expectation, we probably could get even more information from that. Absolutely. We, we need so to be friends in that in that conversation. Right. Agreed. And so, so you have a, a, a relationship that starts out with the fundamental being already addressed. Mm -hmm. And then somebody you know, comes. You know where you're you. going. You know where yeah. you're going. And so then you have an idea. And you, okay, wait a minute. Let's go back. So no, mm -hmm. it's not. We know where we're going. We know that we have someone that we can work mm -hmm. with or someone we cannot work with. True, we true. are going in the same direction. True. If you're heading in two unequally yoked, you're heading in two different directions. You're not. You're, you're just not gonna go anywhere. You're gonna snap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and, sometimes, you, and sometimes that happens just on the area of finance. Everything else falls into place, but when it comes to money, everything falls apart. So that's why it's so important to bring that up. Somebody has to pay for the date that you're on when you're having this conversation. It can start well, right there. Definitely agree. In the beginning listen, of listen. the relationship. Huh? What I said that? in the beginning of the relationship. You you made a valid point, you know. Here's here's the other piece though. What happens when and you just said that it's important in the relationship, but what happens when one person in the relationship realizes I can't do that. And they, you know, they have to part ways. Mm -hmm. If you, if, if you have the understanding to go along with and you, okay. So for instance, we find the right partner, mm -hmm. you have, you have a tool that a, a pair or a couple who is going somewhere in the same direction financially. And because I believe the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Right. So if you're cheating, and 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 the finances, you're probably cheating somewhere else too, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. But that's me. That's you don't have to believe that concept. It could be valid. Tell me about it. So <laughs> so here you are, and you're and you get with someone, and they you're going in the right direction. You mm -hmm. have a an idea where you want to go, and then they come to you, infinite legacy, and they they figure out how we're going to plan our entire life for our, ourselves, our children, our parents. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, that's somewhere we've never been. That's a whole yeah. nother level of life living for me. Yeah, and it's and it's common outside of our community. Let me yeah. tell y'all something. Let me drop something. We can we can blame housing discrimination on a number of factors that may be valid, but let me let you know what the main reason why. It's hard for us to get homes because we are less likely to receive an inheritance to pay the house off. That's how important generational wealth is. It has nothing to do with your money that you make. It has everything to do with how much that they expect you would have during your lifetime. So if something happened to my parent 
and I, I knew I knew that was common in my community to have life insurance. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get so-and-so and such and such hundreds of thousands of dollars. That house will get paid off. No problem. When it comes to mm -hmm. us, they only sold us burial insurance. So there wow. is no policy. There is no wealth. There is no death benefit to the beneficiary. This is the real culprit of the lack of financial wealth that we have. And those insurance companies were built off the backs of slaves. I just Yikes. found that out. Whew. MetLife, New York Life, all these different companies, that's how they made their money. So it's more than just the houses. It's more than just the labor. It's more than just the neighborhoods. It's more than just home ownership. It's more than just bank loans. It's the actual paper that passes this to the next generation. We only had this, just a little flimsy piece of paper, just enough to put them in the ground. And that's it. So we got to catch up. So when we're talking about couples and bringing people together, this is the way we have to establish that. We have to build our fig trees. It's very important. Wow. Now you. <laughs> well, OK, give me a minute. My mind. I'm sorry. Just got I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because this, 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 this is my passion. So I get excited. I'm sorry. Oh. And, and and look, there's no reason for anybody to disbelieve it. And we know it's true and it's provable now. So, but the idea that people, <laughs> companies do this stuff, they, those are just a few companies and those are just a few industries. What about all the others? Exactly. That's what um, I'm saying. We never know how deep the rabbit hole goes on how we've been impacted. So we can, we can research all day, but what are we going to do about it? Wow. Well, you've done the, a lot of research. A lot. Because I wanted to know. I wanted to, I wanted to know and understand it. Once I read the books of the traditional way that things are supposed to be done, it seemed so common sense. I had to figure out why it wasn't happening to us. And once I realized the mythos of y'all are only approved for burial expense and what it has done to my community, just in the family members that I know about, is devastating. Especially wow. when I know the potential of how it could build generational wealth. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that I could keep that information to myself now knowing that it was purposefully kept from us. So I have to share. Well, I'm, I'm appalled and I know, I know we don't have a whole lot of time left, mm -hmm. but I do want to, I do want to address um, some of the things that are obvious now you know the beautiful part about what you've done is you've gone back and figured out and found out what the history behind mm -hmm. the malice yes yes the malicious uh economics basically um goings on in corporate america that to 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 and we look at call it discrimination well it really is but it's a financial discrimination yes. more so than it is okay yes. so I noticed this is just me talking. This is my opinion again. A lot of times um, when I was growing up, I heard people tell one as a young woman uh, about credit scores. I thought it was like, I never looked at them. I never cared. Mm -hmm. But I noticed when I was older and credit became important to my life, you know, and I, thanks to my husband, I mean, <laughs> I'm cool mm -hmm. um, solving and everything. And it's, and my credit scores are fine. Um, is good. Um, but I notice that a lot of a lot of what I've seen is that when 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 pe certain people started getting things and becoming wealthy, the credit score guidelines changed. Yes. Yes. Was I, I wasn't imagining that. That's real? No, not at all. That's real. Oh, Except wow. For the same purposes that I spoke about for, right. for, for the life insurance. Whatever the criteria is, is based on your ability to have some way to eliminate the debt. Whether that wow. be credit or anything else. A house, anything else. It all factors in. Y'all excuse my baby uh, for being loud. <laughs> so, um, so go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to make a, another point that that is another predatory uh, uh, method to keep us from having the wealth or gaining access to what it would take to get the wealth. 
We have a hard time getting business funding. We have a hard time opening businesses. Most times our businesses are undercapitalized. That comes from a lack of business funding. Those are the same people that give out credit, the same people that run the banks. So we have to understand so that we can fight back. It's not something that's happening to us and there's nothing that we can do about it. And that's what wow. I'm here for. We can do something about it. This is refreshing. And thank you for being here to do these things. <laughs> no problem. Um, this is what I do. This is what I do. So, you know, I, building business credit is very different from building personal credit. I just took a business course and I'm actually taking a certification mm -hmm. now. And it's interesting because the, they're saying that it's so easy to get this money, but the process to start, you need a class to just understand how to fill out these forms. <laughs> In order to start for business credit, they would ask if you don't have a perfect credit, uh, if you don't have um, your own collateral, they would ask for you to be the personal guarantor for your business funding. Well, then that's, that doesn't sound fair. If I could afford to be my own personal guarantor, what, I, what do I need you for? Well, that doesn't have anything to do with the amount of money. What they want to know is how trustworthy is the person that we're extending the credit to? Because the LLC or a business is an entity, it has to be something on paper. If it's not, then they'll come to the owner of the business and say, before I give you $100,000 for your business, how is your credit? Right. So it's very important that our credit be where it is, even if we have a business and further disconnect from that, which is the proper thing to do, to get everything out of our names, um, you still want to have your credit in order because that's going to be the final checkoff. You're going to be the final say. Okay. Just to start. So, now, once your once your business is once your business ages and produces its own paydex score, then your yours will no longer be a factor. But in order to get everything started and get a significant amount of money from a financial institution, they are going to ask you for a PG or a personal guarantor, and you want that credit score to be right. Okay. What is a liquid credit card? <laughs> liquid credit card. This is my favorite thing. This is my, I don't know. I don't know. Um, should I, should I, let me, let me, let me, let me say something about credit first before we talk about the liquid credit card. Um, okay. First of all, know what's on your credit. Pull your credit report. I have a link for that. Pull your credit report challenge and accuracies. Uh, make sure you have a proper credit mix. Make sure you have the proper percentages of credit uh, accounts on your report. Make sure that uh, all your stuff is accurate. If there's anything up there that is wrong, get it off. Uh, be aware of your consumer reporting rights. The way that your credit report is made is, is partly under your control. You can determine what you want reported and what you don't. And if somebody reports something without your permission, that's something that you can fight. So if it's something that's old that's been up there or it's something that's not right and they don't want to take it off or anything like that, we have a service for that where we actually uh, challenge the accuracy of how the report is reported, not what's on it, how it's reported. If it's reported inaccurately, we will we will we will send it to have it removed. Um, and that allows you to only pay the debts that are accurate that you need to be paying. Don't just be sending money out because somebody said that they owed you. Find out if it's a legitimate debt. Find out if they have your information accurate. Find out if they send us up to the right address. These are all things that we can do to control what's happening around us. We don't have to just be victims by, by circumstance. We can, no, that's not accurate. No, that was paid off. No, that needs to be removed. Y'all need help with that? We have the software. Um, and then when you talk about uh, what the result of that is, at least you're going from your accurate credit score, your most accurate right. credit score. I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly what's on my report. I know exactly what I need to pay off. And that way you can you can line up those those goals that you have set to eliminate those things. But in order to eliminate the debt, um, we have to have a tool. And that is the last D in the DICED acronym. That stands for right. debt tool. That would be, oh, I wish I bought that money up here. 
that would be, um, let me see, like a mini bank, I would say, uh, for you to be able to make your debt more efficient. I'm, I'm going to have to explain that. So I don't know how deep you want me to go before you stop me, because that's, that's deep. Go ahead. Okay. We need so, this. <laughs> okay. The liquid credit card is a simple interest calculated, unsecured, revolving line of credit. The benefits of it are lower cost, so it doesn't cost as much to use. It's not a loan. It has a longer term of time on it. It's liquid, but there are no balance transfers. And it, like I said, it'll operate as a mini bank. It is an additional trade line and it helps build your credit over time. So this is my example. Let's say you had $11,000 of debt in total, right? You got a card you want to pay off, right? So this is, <laughs> this. let me use this. This is your debt <laughs> weapon, okay? This right here is worth $25,000. A debt weapon, like a, a gun. A debt weapon, yes. Okay. Because we're gonna kill right. the debt. We are we are slaying yeah. debt. Okay? okay. So this is my little debt sword, right? So this right here is worth twenty-five thousand dollars. We have eleven dollars worth of debt. We are making payments of let's say four hundred and fifty dollars a month on that eleven thousand dollars of debt with a high mm -hmm. interest rate and a really high payment, and it's draining our cash flow. What do we do? This is the thousand. This is the eleven thousand dollars. We take the twenty five, and we get it out of the way, and we pay wow. that off, and we have not that loan anymore, and an extra four hundred and fifty dollars in our pockets every month. Wow! Wow! By using your own credit, and that's the other reason why you want to have a good score. Because you can take bad debt and money that's draining you and. Take it back. I don't want to pay $450 a month anymore. I'm tired of making this payment. They're charging me astronomical amounts of interest. I'm not going to refinance it and restart the clock on my debt. I am going to eliminate it. That is a detailed plan. It takes a it takes a mapping. That's worth that's that's a consultation as far as the details of how that would work in your situation. But the the overall picture is that you're using good debt to eliminate bad, bad debt, debt to reclaim so you, your cash flow. Is this, you told me once about velocity. That is banking. velocity banking. Yes. That is That's what you just described. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, look, let me ask you this. Okay. I know that you do uh, credit repair, correct? Mm -hmm. mm, yes. Um, and you do a, a financial planning. Yes. Correct. Well, I know you do it all, but I'm just trying to make sure. Do you teach classes? I will be. Okay. Soon. All right. I will be. I I, I um I, I think I need to I think I want to have a little a little gathering of um people who are like minded and, and want to know more about it so that we can we can volunteer our numbers, give examples, and see how these things can work in real time because it's one thing just to give you the overall picture but as you're probably going through i, I gotta pay this i owe this i owe this i owe that that takes some time and so mm -hmm. if we can if we can have an assigned time to all gather together and this is what i have going on and bro this is what i have going on and sis this is what i have going on and we can solve those problems together that information is powerful and it can be replicated over and over again, which is my overall goal. I want to share and tag somebody else and help them to share so that we can build our fig trees. Wow. So, so that the debt to income ratio, the debt reduces over time and you can get to enjoy more of your life while you're still young. Yeah. Right. But listen, but listen, the reason why the debt, the income ratio is so important, I'm sure all of us have an idea. But what ends up happening is, as, as we lower our debt to income ratio, yes, it improves our credit, but it also gives us more of our money back. We don't have as much debt to income. So there's a gap there between the debt and the income. What is that? That's your that's your wealth. Absolutely. 
I'm I'm listening. I'm all ears because so, I've I've never heard it put this way before. It's beautiful. Um, I, the you know the way it's set up. Now let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Say for instance, I'm in a position. I'm gonna get fifty thousand uh, dollars. It could be I don't know a gift or an inheritance or whatever. Mm -hmm. I want to buy a home. Okay. I still have living parents. I still have children at home, small children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to have maybe two or three vehicles <laughs> for my children. Mm -hmm. um, I want to have my own business. I want a lot of things, but those are the things that those are the five things that I want to do. Right. How do I make that fifty thousand dollars? help me to set up all of the things that I need in place to get this done? Mm. That is a great question. And is that a good number to give you? That's a great number. Any number okay. is a great number because and number I know you can, can do it, but can you tell me without me having to, uh, without billing me? I'll do your favor. I'm on your show. I'll do your favor. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about it is, it doesn't matter how much money the how much money is is starting out to be. The goal is to make it compound. Okay. So we don't want to take the fifty thousand and go back down to zero by spending the fifty thousand. We right. want to take the fifty thousand and grow it some more. Okay. Right. And right. then, even when we earn something on the fifty thousand, we still don't take the fifty thousand. We earn some more. Yeah. That is compound growth. That is compound interest. That's what we want. So in your case, I would tell you, I would tell you to put your money and overfund your life insurance policy to accelerate the growth, the, the rate of growth of your cash value and turn that 50000 into more than 50000 And then when you make something off the 50000 you can have that. But guess what's still in your wealth? $50,000. That's still wow. growing. So let's not spend thousands of dollars. Let's grow thousands of dollars. I love it. Tree. <laughs> like the tree. Water the tree. The tree will give you fruit. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And when I we mean, can understand the power of compound interest, it will definitely change the timing and the rashness of the decisions that we make. Because we have to evaluate, is this going to make me some money? Or is this going to cost me some money? Because remember, like we said at the beginning, we're not working for money anymore. We're making our money work for us. So if the dollar is not going to work, it's a wasted dollar. This is why reclaiming your cash flow is important. This is why making sure your credit is right. If you get qualified for anything over $150,000 for life insurance, it has to have a credit check. Uh, you you want to make sure that you have your debt tools in place that when something comes against you, another way a debt tool could be used, if I may. Right. Same example. Let's say, like I said last week, you want to buy a car. You put $50,000 in your life insurance policy. The cash value has accrued to a certain amount. Instead of you going and asking a bank hmm. that's going to charge you interest.